0: A Rose Hill preview in just a sec on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. Firstly, though, we need to get our information from the stewards panel. And Steve Ralton joins us for a chat this morning, Chief Steward at Racing New South Wales. How are you, Steve? I'm well, thanks, Luke. Good to hear, mate. Uh, what information have you got for our punters today surrounding this Rose Hill Gardens program? Uh, pretty light on. Uh, race five, number six, Kahawati, uh, resuming over 1,000 metres last start at Warwick Farm.
1: Um, horse usually races... on on pace, but uh, just became restless as the uh, gates opened and turned its head and then became anchored near the tail of the field. So uh, it might be notable that it it could possibly be uh, a lot more on speed today than it was last start. And in the last race, number six, uh, Grasili Styler, uh, rider attempted to angle out on the turn and was prevented from doing so, and then was quite badly held up right down to the 150, approaching the 100 and race was uh, all over by the time it got clear running and it found the line fairly after that.
0: So uh, it's one that I suppose uh, is notable out of the stewards report. No doubt about it. Uh, Thank you very much, Steve, and you have a good day. Thanks, Luke. See you. There's uh, Steve Ralton joining us for an update there and some information in regards to Rose Hill today. Let's uh, welcome our panel of experts to the Rose Hill Gardens preview, I say good morning once again to Ron Duffy, who's done the form for this 10-race program. We've done our interviews this morning and got a little bit more clarity around this Rose Hill Gardens card. And Duff, you teased earlier that you you like if you had a little bit of value for this card. Good morning to you.
2: Yeah, pretty hot on the meeting as far as finding, well, hopefully finding one or two out outside of the favourites. So let's see what happens. It's a funny game. You, sometimes you go to the races... They're very confident and you have a bad day and then you go there with no confidence and you wish you would have bet up more, so it's part of
0: part of the game, isn't it? We so see you survived Coffs Harbour yesterday, good day? Yeah, it was fantastic to be honest, uh, big congratulations to the club, really enjoyed it, survived it Just Duff. Um it's uh, it's good fun. Stanley, he, uh, he was in good form up there, but uh, look, we uh, we really enjoyed getting to those country meetings and... Um, For once, they had a beautiful sunny day, Duff. They've had a bit of bad luck with weather, but, gee, it was a a sensational day weather-wise there yesterday.
2: Yep, and Attractable was very strong winning the Cup in fast
0: time there, I see. Yeah, exactly right, and goes into the Big Dance now. Of course, that race was a Big Dance-eligible race uh, particular cup so it was a good day up there at Coffs yesterday. No shock that the return of the likes of Shinzo and Cylinder and all these star juveniles <laughs> coincides with the return of Brad Gray to Sky Sports Radio
3: Airwaves on the Saturday preview. How are you Brad? Well, I'm good thank you guys. Uh, good morning to you and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah Missile Stakes I guess it's the unofficial start of the carnival isn't? it? I was looking at the uh, the calendar before and mm. this is about the time where you strap yourselves in because three and a half months now we've just got black type racing all the way through so yeah i can't wait to see these uh these good gallopers return and we see a few of them today big parade i am me golden mile so bring it on
0: yeah bring it on mate uh you're fresh and fired up for a big spring no doubt absolutely I haven't got a haircut for the occasion oh did you yeah i did are you going to um i'm wondering will the tommy shelby cap or hat to make a return uh, this season, or is that going to be parked?
3: uh, No, absolutely it will. You (laughs) just have to time it right. Okay. I I noticed
2: noticed the beard got to trim up to a number one. You know, usually it's about a three or a four.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, you know, well, I've got to get everything peaking for the first group one, so give me a 10-day lead-in, uh, and we'll be prime for Wink Space. So.
0: <laughs> well, Duff, we see these horses parading beautifully, freshly clipped. You're telling me Brad Gray's been clipped as well. <laughs> oh, he's,
2: uh, yeah, he's, uh, It won't be long before it clips
1: Gray, that's for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Andrew Hurley's with us as well, guys, with all of the markets, au. Good morning to you, Hurles.
1: Yeah, morning all. Yeah, looking forward to today as Brad uh, and Duff was alluded to here, yeah. Missile Stokes, it's always the uh, well, we're, we're basically here and all, all the big boys are back, there's a stack of trials yesterday as well, um, so we've got it all on our doorstep, just so we had some of the, the past uh, winners of the Missile stakes. got Eduardo, Leezy, uh, Spark of Life, Lonro, Command, it's been a good horse's race, Duff you'll certainly remember Joanne, that was uh, one of um, Jack Denham's horses, she was a beauty,
2: Oh, what a terrific sprinting filly mm-hmm. she was. Uh, she was a, an outstanding talent. So it used to be the... Uh, actually, at one stage, it was before the end of the season. It was uh, late uh, late July. And then the, sometimes two-year-olds used to run in it and get right down the weights there and run well in it. So it's a, it's, it's been a marvellous race throughout the years. Probably... Not as strong in the modern day now uh, with Everest and and some big sprints at the end of the season. So it's so hard to go all the way through from August right through to pretty well Mm. the end of November. So you've got to time your run with these good sprinters, but it's still attracted a very good field
0: today. Very well. Indeed,
1: looking forward to it.
0: Yep, let's get into it, guys. So, without further ado, good for True Rail. Um, Expecting it to be firmish today, the track, but uh, let's uh, see what the guys have found for this card. And we start, Hurls, with the Tab Highway. Good people at Tab, they say. Uh, 1,800 metres. Uh, What price have they put up this fave?
1: Put the food on your table, Um, mate, so be uh, careful what you say there. We've got yeah, Burr This has been really well backed. They were waiting for us to open up on this because they were just uh, they just launched straight away. It's a dollar eighty this morning. Uh, now Miran comes out two by four. It's the only deduction. Triple money, passionate rebel, Croatian Madame. Oh no, bro and Sprightly Emily all come out. So leaves us up the top here with Holstein. It's $5.50. $26 Sea Haven. Spitfire, $21. Title Tycoon at $41. $41 for Mr. Severino. Radiohead, 34 $81, Shafty. Burrandana, at $180. Got to $1.70 momentarily this morning. Back to $1.80. $17 competition. Binkow Cow is a $26 chance. $15 Amaranth. A girl's best friend at $10. $31, FaZe Angels. And Dolly's Jane is a $71 chance. Well, as I said, uh, they were basically waiting for us to open this market. They went crash-bang wallop straight away on Borondana, and they haven't let up.
3: And a lot of speed on paper here, guys. There's a lot of horses that like to find their feet and hit the line 1,800 metres. So we are awaiting maybe a few confirmations there of a change of tactics, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Holstein come across from the gate. Mr Severino, uh, he's shown in the past he's capable of pretty much settling anywhere in the run. Sea Haven won't be too far away, and maybe even the door is slightly ajar there for Burundana to be a touch closer in the run, Duff.
2: It is. Um, although Jay said this morning he's he's a little worried about his gait speed. He takes a little mm. while to get into rhythm. So, uh, but at least he's aware of that. Look, I, I think he's top pick. I think a dollar is probably poison. Um, but he's got he's got the form and the consistency on the board um, up to eighteen hundred. Little question marks there, but um, yeah, I I think he's top pick. In saying that. Being a dollar 80, there's value all around him now. Uh, Amaranth, uh, she's another one. Yeah, he gets too far back. Um, so her gate speed is questionable as well. Uh, she didn't show any from uh, that good draw the other day at Torksbury, but still got the money. But I think she's a danger. And then I think there's a couple of really good long shots here. Competition. Um, this was really caught the eye in the lead up there, the Eagle uh, uh, replay. I know he was beaten five and a half lengths but I like the way he powered to the line from an impossible position and he gets the three kilo claim this week so I think he's got a little blowout chance as has Binku, um, he's been hitting the line very hard from a mile back in his own right and his previous second up highway run was encouraging so he could well be a sleeper but we're talking all about these back markers uh, in a questionable race so it's, it's tricky although he has to be top pick for me, 9, 13, 10, and 11.
3: Yeah, I've gone 13, Emerance just on the price angle. Uh, I think she's hard to beat. I like the setup that she's had for this. She's already a highway winner out to the 1,800 metres, and she's a last-start winner over 2,000 metres. So we know she's going to be strong late. Uh, she's got a nice little association with, with Tyler Schiller. She doesn't look the most straightforward to ride, at least in the early stages. So I do think that's key. 9, Burundana, absolutely no knock on his talent. I'm just not brave enough to take a dollar eighty. Uh, in the opener there in a highway handicap, but he is knocking on the door, uh, isn't he? All has to do is hold his form and run out a strong 1,800 metres to prove hard to beat. I thought Mr. Savarino uh, was a fantastic bet there at $41. The market's completely dismissed him. I don't know why, uh, maybe on the back of last start, but it was over a 1,000 metres. He was never going to get into that race. He was hitting the line hard, and you go back to that... Uh, that highway win of Amaranth's last campaign, uh, and he ran second to Amaranth that day as an $8 chance, and here he is as a $41 chance and six radio head. Capable on his day, needs a few things to fall into place, but he'll be screaming home. 13, nine, five and six.
0: Darren Flindell's uh, selections on the first in just a sec, uh, competitive highway to start us. He's Burundana as well, number nine, to beat three, 10 and 13 in the opening race. We go now to race number two, which is the midway handicap over eleven hundred metres. Dancing Alone, an acceptor. Uh, she was very short. hurled. She's come out, so that no doubt changed the market a lot from what it went up on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's a significant change, and if anything, it's probably made uh, things a little bit easier for punters. To be honest with you, uh, deductions here: Jeremy is four by five, four by four. Oxford Vision Boss five by five, six by seven. Fire and Ice. Dancing Alone, 23 by 10. Feel Weary, zero. Glacier Queen, five by six. Uh, yeah, we've got a pretty fresh market here. Espresso is an $8.50 chance. Hard to say now our favourite at $4.00. Don Luigi at uh, $21.00. 15 for Kabosh. Ningaloo Star, $9.00. $23.00 unwritten. 18 to 7 C's, Super Bright, $5.00. He opened up at five fifteen. Got the six or something. It's back to that five dollar quote. Undivided five dollars. Oceans one eleven, and Oakfield Mahogany at thirteen. So it's a completely different market to what we had pre-scratchings, and this, like, so, uh, it's made things a bit tricky for our form guys here with uh, pace, etc. Been uh, been taken
3: out of the race. Yeah, and your two emergencies may take up the running here now that they're in the field. Uh, Ocean's won an Oakfield mahog- Mahogany. I think Espresso comes across from the gate. Uh, will be handlebars down to some extent to try and find some kind of spot on top of the speed. Don Luigi can park up thereabouts and, and even undivided, even though I've only seen him uh, once at the races to date, Duff.
2: Impossible race. I've thrown a dart at it and come up with Ningaloo Star here. Um, haven't minded her trials. I concede maybe she's better second up, but those two trials she's hit the line hard in both. She's got a good draw, and I think she can map in the closer than midfield here and, and run a really good race fresh here. Uh, dangers, well, where do you want to start? There's, there's, there's heaps of them. Um, I'll go 14 Super Bright, who's busting to win another race and has um, just got got her foot right on the till here, and then the two trialers. Uh, the espresso and hard to say coming out of that same trial look to be ticking along nicely for a good first
3: up run. The chances don't end there. Uh, 7, 14, 3 and 4. Yeah I'm going with the lightly race galloper here undivided. 16, 7, 14 and 3. That price is long gone uh, since they first went up there earlier in the week. Taking on the older horses and I do concede he's only just turned 3 but if the stable happy to run him here uh, I think he's hard enough to beat. I like the coincide came out and franked that form reference there on Wednesday Uh, Seven Ningaloo star, I've got her in the mix as well. I've been impressed with the way that she's trialed. I know her record does suggest that she does improve with the run, but she has had two trials back this time in. Her past two campaigns, she's only had the one. Fourteen Super Bright. Uh, she's already placed in three midways in the past. She's yet to break through, but you'd think it will happen eventually for her. She's pretty versatile in terms of where she can settle. And three Espresso uh, might have to do a little bit of work to find a spot early, but did go bang bang first up and second up last campaign. So she typically comes to hand pretty quickly. Sixteen seven fourteen and three.
0: Let's see what uh, Darren Flindell's found in this uh, midway. 16 undivided on top to beat 18, 14 and 7 and did I hear someone printing the form in the background there, Duff? Was that you or was that you, Brad?
2: <laughs> no, it's me. I, I got caught there. I was just printing the latest speed maps, actually.
0: <laughs> hey, if it's, if it's a tax return, it'll take a while to print oh, out. Oh, <laughs> don't talk about that. Race number three, boys. 2,400 metres, benchmark 78. Good to see Duff's printing out the Bible hurls. What's the market here for race number three?
1: Oh, very good. Mostly cloudy. Thirteen cent to win the deduction, and as good as sober gets, Brad. Nine cent the win. <laughs> wow. uh, United Nations now a seven dollar chance. Six dollars. Kirkby. So United. Three fifty. We went up three ninety this morning. Uh, Aristoners. It's been subject of good support all week. It's our favourite. Uh, Two twenty five. Sixteen dollars. Verona. Wangahoo is an eleven dollar chance and thirty four. McGee, and so there is support for So United this morning. Uh, to beat Aristonis, but certainly Aristonis has been very well supported ever since Wednesday afternoon.
3: And Suenida potentially gets control here out on top of the speed. I think McGeehan keeps him company, but interesting enough, Suenida's last two stars, he has had a horse really eyeball him and, and take him on in the early stages. If that isn't the case here, uh, he does get his chance, it seems, at least on paper, Duff.
2: Yep. Um, look, it's... Uh... He's short enough, uh, Aristonis, but he does look a nice horse in the making. He's done a really good job this prep. Excuses at Caulfield, a month to get over that. I don't think a mile and a half would pose him too many issues here. Um, Yep, I think he's top pick. He He has to trade a little better than that. I think So United, although doesn't get the claim today... Does get it softer up front, and if there's any favours being on pace on the rail, he certainly will take advantage of that. Uh, United Nations interests me a lot, but the marketplace is saying no. Um, I like the way he surged through the line. at He's uh, Aussie Debu, and he's a lightly raced Galileo who I think there might be a good rap on. Although I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to work out the weights of this. It's like a high weight, this race isn't it? Because they're all probably higher rated than 78s, and they're here with all those big weights. And Kirkaby got all the breaks in the world winning last start, but at least he's in winning form and does a
3: good job. Five, four, two, and 3. Yeah, leave that graphic up for me. Five, four, two, and 3. So 5, Aristonis. I do agree in, in that he's probably short enough now, $2.25, but he does look to be a stayer. Going places, happy to overlook last start. No, that was at Caulfield. We just got a long way back and never really got into the race. He's two wins prior to that over the mile. Uh, we're pretty sharp. So, yep, we can be in his corner to bounce back. And given he has placed over the hurdles out to 3,500 metres, you wouldn't think 2,400 metres holds any fears. So, United, he's going to be very hard to chase down here with Hippo doing the steering. He's a fit horse, he's an honest horse, and he's going to be hard to catch. Two United Nations, whether he's half a run short, potentially. Uh, he does get out to the 2,400 metres quickly from the 1,800 metres, but his overseas form speaks for itself. And three, Kirkaby, did beat So United there last start, so that obviously has him somewhere in the mix again. Five, four, two and three.
0: Let's see what's da- what Darren's found. He's with So United, number four on top, to beat five, two and three in race number three at Rose Hill. Onward we go to race number four. This is the valet John Duggan handicap, who uh, sadly passed uh, during the week. Uh, condolences to his family and anyone who knew John. 1,400 metres is the trip here, Hurls, Talk us through the market.
1: Yeah, okay, so uh, we've got four victory coming out. One set the win. Kangaroo Court 18 by 15 and Amor Victorious. Zero. Kangaroo Court would have started favourite. It's now the favourite for the Forbes Cup tomorrow. And it's currently a $2.20 chance. Alright, so it leaves us with Hollywood Hero up the top. Nine dollars. Five dollars Tashi. Ivan's Hero. $5.50, Ramones ten dollars, Pink Baroque at six dollars, Dakota Vroom at four forty, and makes it favourite five dollars. Nana's Wish and State of America at twenty three. So, as you can see, four forty the field and a couple of schools of thought as to say how this race is going to be run, including whether Ramones adopts those tactics that it did last time and goes uh, straight to the front. But uh, yeah, the race has changed complexion somewhat with the scratching of Kangaroo Court.
3: Yeah, it does shake things up here, doesn't it? Uh, Speed-wise and market-wise, but Ramones does look to stroll across to take up the running, I would have thought. Hollywood hero grabs his back thereafter. Maybe a horse like Dakota Vroom can punch up and, and be a little bit closer than we saw from her last up. but a bit of a, a battle of tactics here, at least on paper, Duff. Yeah, tricky race, tricky race, and um, I'm hoping
2: uh, that she can, Dakota Vroom, race more forward. She did at Warwick Farm over the 1100 first up. Um, I just think, she just got back in the ruck from a widey straw the other day and when they were off and gone and she, the wheels were spinning. So I'm hoping at home here she gets into a rhythm from Barrier 1, keeps in touch. McAvoy knows her well. I'll lean her way to beat uh, the stable make Pink Barocca, resume winning well, and uh, has to be amongst a host of chances here. I'll throw in Ivan's hero, the unknown. I just think... Um, Chris what uh, the Chris Waller's got a handle on this race with the three runners, got the McDonald factor. And I think Back on a dry track at 1400 will suit um, uh, this gelding, and best of the rest is maybe the lead of Ramones is going to give you a bit of a side up front. Nine, eight, five, and
3: six. Yeah, and just on Kangaroo Court, he's accepted on Sunday in the Forbes Cup there, so mm. chasing uh, a bit of a, a big dance eligibility. But six, eight, nine, and one for me. Six Ramones, he's on trial over 1400 metres, but I think this race sets up nicely for him just to back off enough in in the middle stages there to get his chance to run it out strong. Uh, I like what he did there last. uh, I thought that was a a bit of a glimpse of a return to form, and it did coincide with an aggressive ride. Put him out in speed. Uh, He likes to roll along out in front. That was how he impressively won his maiden. Last campaign. Eight Pink Baroque. You'd think she can only improve on what she did there first up, where she was one of the race outsiders, but she probably wasn't entitled to win over the sprint trip. So 1,400 meters now. Yeah, she has to do it in Saturday company, but a lot of his rivals or her rivals here are in a similar boat. I want to see Dakota Varun bounce back. I've always held her in pretty high regard. She was great on debut behind Paracel. Good winner there first up at the midweeks where she was ridden out of her comfort zone and did have excuses there last start. And one Hollywood hero looks to get on speed favours just camping in behind the speed and he does come here a last start winner. Six, eight, nine, and 1. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray there
0: in race number 4 at Rose Hill Gardens. We get the thoughts of Darren Flindell, number 9 Dakota Vroom on top. Uh, 9 to beat 6, 8 and 4 for Darren in that fourth race at Rose Hill. Race number five is over twelve hundred metres. Here, Hurls in a field of nine to face the starter. Hurls race five.
1: Wave Rider Boy is our there. firm favourite here, uh, Luke. It's at two dollars fifteen. We went up two seventy on Wednesday afternoon. Dakota Vroom comes out fourteen by twelve. No way ever, 9 dollars now for Wave Rider Boy. Petulant at $5.00. Proverbial at 19 We've got 19 also for Lady Brook. Kawaki is a $23.00 chance. Smart Little Miss, 13 Five fifty 5 And then we go down to Pico Ballerino. It's at 19 dollars now, Wave Rider Boy. We went up to dollars 70
3: on Wednesday afternoon. And very popular. It's going to be a bit of a nervous watch. Uh, you're back, way Rider boy. We know her pattern. Get back, find your feet, and really hit the line. That's not to say that she can't win. There looks to be enough speed, I guess, on paper. Maybe no way ever. Uh, can put herself right there. Kawa Harty coming across. And then you've got Petulant and Leviro uh, who've both got a bit of gate speed as well, Duff.
2: Uh, yep, I'm with Leviro here. I just think, although he's uh, uh, had a couple of... Goes at 1,200 earlier in her career. She seems to be much more switched on at the past two preparations. There was dominance in the win the other day. And prior to that, I thought she'd been unlucky at the other two runs back from a spell. So happy to go with the form that she's in and the position that she's going to be in the run here. We're Wave Rider Boy. Although going really good this mayor, I think uh, up to 59 today, giving a start with a sprint home is a little question mark, but she certainly got the form on the board. Proverbial is a good long shot for me. I thought, forgiven the Ramoni, went out class, but not the worst here. She's a pretty honest mayor. I know most of the form is just highway form, but um, look, this is not a strong 78, and best of the rest... I'm hoping for a more of a, maybe in a more of aggressive ride for smart little miss in a race like this, because uh, I like the way she's going, although it, it does look a little bit awkward for her on the map, but uh, she just had to probably give a little bit too much start there the other
3: day. I am nine, two, four, and 7. Also, nine, Leviro, nine, two, seven, and three. At the price, I thought she was one of the better gambles across the meeting. Uh, $5.50, I think that's more than fair enough. 54 kilos. She's going really well this time back. Now, she had no luck behind Petulant first up. That ties in quite neatly. Uh, to also Wave Rider Boy tying that form, form line in. She was good there last start. Uh, she was dominant. So, yeah, I think she finds the right race at the right time. That's no knock on the talent of Wave Rider Boy. It's there for everyone, to, everybody to see how well she's going this time in. More so a knock on the price $2.15. Seven smart little miss. There's some nice depth to her form lines as well. This time back, she ran third behind Omni-Man and Insurrection first up. Wasn't beaten far by So Am I last time out. And three, Petulant. I guess you're reluctant to overlook the obvious, given that Petulant has beaten Waverider Boy and Levero, uh in two recent starts. Nine, two, seven, and
0: three. Let's see what Darren's found in uh, race number five. Levero as well, number nine, to beat two, three, and seven for Darren in race number five on the program. We kick on to the sixth race at Rose Hill Gardens, previewing this uh, meeting with Ron Duffercy, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley. And in race number six, it's 13.50 metres and a benchmark 78. We've lost Exilatis and Graceless Styler out of this particular race, Hurls. What does the market say?
1: Uh, as, uh, six by seven of the deduction and gracilla Styler zero. But this doesn't do so am I at $6.50. King of Naples at $3.40. Regal Palm 460. 330 Watergo makes it favorite. 26 to 23 running bear for victory 26. 26 Bluff and Bluster and O Tycoon. It's seven dollars. It's, it's, um, met with support already this morning. It's in from 8.50, But what But Watergo on that last start win is our favorite at 3.30.
3: Yeah, a lot of punters thinking that it'll go straight to the front and prove hard to chase down, and it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, you've got King of Naples, who's pretty versatile, but now he's fit. I guess they sum it up in terms of how well he jumps in the early stages where he'll be in the run. And Regal Pomps you get a lovely smother from the inside draw there, Duff.
2: Yep, agree with that, and that's why I like him. I think he's been well set up in a suitable race here. He scratched from a wide barrier last week where he was ready to go. He's trialling nicely and he, he does sprint well fresh there's no doubt he should have won first up last preparation. I think he would be very hard to beat with clear running dangers are definitely what goes see he's come up well and can only improve off that last start win going up in distance considering he's he's won up to fifteen fifty and two, so am I he's just flying he's the last two I thought oh well he's got his he's won another race when he won that uh, midway two starts back but I thought he produced a pretty good performance putting two together the other day. And um, he may have just turned the corner. Five, I think, is the gambler of
3: the day to beat six, three, and two. I, I like him too. Five, three, six, and two. Regal Palm. It looks pretty straightforward. Just grab the back of what he goes, where he goes in the straight is where you follow. I know his first up record suggests that he tends to improve with the run, but I think that's a, a touch deceptive. He was actually unlucky first up last campaign with a narrow third there at Randwick, and he did lump sixty two kilos. So. I like the way that he's trialled. He is a horse that did take a dozen starts to break his maiden, but he's really gone on with it since. Three, King of Naples. I thought he was short enough in the early market. That's starting to correct itself now, but he is chasing three straight and finds James McDonald. Six, goes, you'd think can only be improved off last start, and I like the way that he was in for the fight there to beat Brudnell. Out to 1,400 metres, looks to suit even better, and two, so am I. Tail in the air, and he's chasing three straight himself. Five, three, six, and two.
0: Uh, Special from Darren here, boys. Uh, Six, what he goes on top to beat three, two, and five. Uh, About to take a break, but Brad, I know you touched on the map there, but um, King of Naples. It does look a little bit awkward for him, doesn't it? I know Racing New South Wales have got him just reverse parking into that (laughs) one-one. Is it out of the question that J Mac might just say, "I'm, I'm not going to muck around here. I'm just going to send him outside the lead," or even ask the question of what he goes if he really wants to hold the front.
3: Yep, potentially. I think that's the beauty with King of Naples, though, is that he can settle just about anywhere. We yeah. saw him win from what fifth, sixth, somewhere midfield last start. You go back to last preparation, and he was a, a pretty much an all the way winner there at Gosford. So, I think J Mac comes out neutral, uh, and if nothing wants to kick up underneath him, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him outside the lead. Yeah, I'm in two minds with that. I um, I would have said yes. He he
2: he has to be aggressive early uh, to maybe get across, and rather than. I would think goes leading and O Tycoon running cover for him and slowing the speed up the stable mates but then when King of Naples won last week after the race John O'Shea said um, "Look, I think he might have said to Shannon, he, he was held up held up held up and then sprinted and he said that's good for this horse he needs to be held up and ambush them late so now that's put me in two minds to think what they're going to do today whether they're going to go back looking keep going back looking for cover to ambush again or just ride the map here and and go forward and ride him different. So I think it's up in the air as far as uh, what he's going to do. The other one I thought could go forward today is running Bear. Uh, running bears could go more forward than what she did
0: first up. I think you made a good point, Duff, um, in regards to King of Naples. He's showing a lot more late strength with that cover or with that sit as opposed to earlier in his career. He was that free-rolling type who liked to, to get out in front. I, I think he's showing that that other string to his bow I'm telling you now if he drew barrier four he'd definitely be just looking yeah. to tuck in they're just dictated to a little bit with that draw aren't they
2: they are for sure mm. no, no definitely
0: we are up to race number seven about to have a look at the quaddy with Ron Duffercy Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley who's got the market for us for the race number seven hurls and this is a 1200 meter benchmark 78
1: yeah, classy J B and O Tycoon both come out but zero deduction so it gives us a true market here. Uh Brutinelle, seven dollars, eighteen Pegasi. Now Tristate it's been well supported all week. It went up fifteen dollars, it's ten dollars this morning, thirty-four for Huon. Ligio ten and back up from Melbourne is a three twenty chance, went up three seventy. Our favorite is time to boogie at two seventy, six fifty for Gita San, and Noble Conqueror eighteen. There's been a lot of action this morning, necessarily, on this race. But um, as I said, Tristate $15 into 10 has probably been the most significant move. But the favourite time to boogie currently at 270.
3: Who's Fujita San? Any early support there?
1: Uh, no. Uh, let me have another look just at the trade there. No, it's actually got out from 550 to 650. Um, but as far as the hold on the race, no, well, we've got um, time to boogie, Legio 10. And Tristate all holding more than it. I mean it's okay. not absolutely out the gate, but it's five fifty or six fifty, but yeah, nothing nothing of
3: note. Yeah, I'd like to see a bit of a market push for him mm-hmm. late in betting. But going to the speed here, you've got Brudnell and Time to Boogie. Are they happy just to pair off together? Brudell holds the front, time to boogie settles outside, uh, potentially, but if they happen to carve each other up, all of a sudden it brings a bit of a back marker into play. So the first couple of hundred meters are probably significant here as for how this uh race is off.
2: Yep. I agree. I, I'm, I'm pretty keen on Tri-State here at the odds. Um, he's firmed up this morning, but I just think he's way over the odds here. After a good first-up run, he ran in a, he run in a benchmark 88 second-up last time. And he was beaten less than a length by Remark. Prior to that, he won second-up in his previous preparation. So it looks a, a lovely little target, and he's found himself a lovely little race for himself here. And he, he's got that form obviously around Remark and Omni-Man there first-up. So I want to be with him from the good draw. Um, I'm terrified of Fujita Sand, but the market says no today. We all saw that trial. Um, hard horse to work out. You know, look, he's he was um, favourite for a Blue Diamond there at one stage, and then he, he obviously went to a Guineas and a Derby, which didn't work, and he's had his issues, but that trial, you just have to take note of it. Uh, time to boogie, yep, no knock. Absolutely flew the other day. Kicked off the 1,200-metre box. Michael seems happy with him. Gets a good on-pace run. Um, and best of the rest. I was going to let the yard market tell me about Legio 10, and it's saying yes. So he, he looks very well fancied with consistent winter Victorian form. Three, yeah, I like three at the value. He's a must-bet for me from 875.
3: Yeah, I've gone with eight Fujita San here. I'd seen his believing with that trial. They just don't trial that well and not run well. So, eight, one, seven, and five. Where does he fit in? I don't know. But the fact that six of his nine starts today uh, have been in black type races suggests that Team Hawks have always had a high opinion of him. He returns a gelding. Will that be the making of him? Uh, maybe so. We'll find out today. One Brudenel draws underneath time to boogie. You know, I think that is significant. Uh, he's holding his form really well this time in. I can't see him going backwards. Tom boogie. I think he's short enough. Uh, He did get a degree of control there last start, but I do love the way that he really put his rivals to the sword. Lady showed a a lovely little bit bit of dash there from on top of the speed. And five Legio 10. If the leaders happen to overdo it, uh, he is 1400 metres back to 1200 metres and presents a very fit racehorse. 8175.
0: 8175 for Brad Gray there. And uh, we've got Darren Flindell's numbers 871 and 3. Fujita San on top for Darren in that seventh race. We come now to the feature, the missile stakes over 1,200 metres. Great field here, Hurles. Um What's the market been doing? Give us a little bit of a snapshot this week, um, how it's sort of all unfolded and what's happening right now.
1: Yep, no, not a problem at all. Well, big parade off the back of that trial was always going to go up, favourite. We went up $3.10, and it's now into $2.80. But, gee, they're keeping IME very, very safe and have it all week. It's $3.20, and we went up as uh, $3.10 chance. So there's been very, very sustained, sort of solid support for it. Um, away from that, the one scratching there, if you called it, uh, three by three, uh, he's the only deduction in the race Excuse me. Golden Mile is a seven dollar chance, so we went up six fifty. Ingratiating eleven dollars into eight dollars since the market opened. Rocketing buyers got out from thirteen to nineteen. $2.80 now big parade. Dragonstone twenty one. A hundred to one for Fender. We will rock eighteen. Eighteen D poor, we went up twenty three. did write a few bets on it on Wednesday afternoon as well. Uh is at fourteen to nineteen and I am me at three twenty. So what we've got forty cents separating these top two in the market. Big Parade and I Am Me. Uh, one that's caught my eye in terms of just just a stable change uh, is Argentia. I know we're talking about Big Parade and it uh, trots sensationally, but Argentia now in the care of uh, Joe Pride as well.
3: Yeah, she's always been a talented mare. Uh, maybe it all suddenly clicks for her. Uh, now she's had a little change-up of scenery. But speed-wise, what gives here? Is I Am Me the leader and Big Parade sits outside, or does I Am Me hand up? and Big Parade carves across. Interesting, all eyes on that first couple hundred metres. I think Golden Mile looks to get a lovely plum run just in behind the speed. So if you're like him, he shouldn't have any excuses as far as the map goes, Duff.
2: No, I wouldn't think so. Um, The market's been very stable, hasn't it, since they first opened. So it's a competitive race, but they've singled out these two favourites, and I can understand why. Um, I'm leaning Big Parade to beat IME. Um, I don't know what happens in the run, uh, with Clark and Parr um, dictating terms here. I don't think they're going to go hammer and tong, and I think Big Parade probably out, maybe outsprints I and me, but there's not much in it. Um, the two finishes are definitely De Pour on a backup at 1,200. He's got a fitness edge, and I've always been a, a fan of Argentia, and I cannot let her go round without... Probably putting her in the quartet, at least, uh, just in case, because the trials have been good.
3: 4 11, 9 and 10. Yeah, and you heard everything you wanted to hear from Joe Pride this morning. He gave mm. Argentia a nice little push to say that she's come up quite well. I've got her in the mix. I've got her fourth pick. I've gone 4-11, 1 and 10. Keen on the chances of big parade. I know he spent 68 weeks on the sidelines, but he has had four trials and he did win the most recent of those as we've touched on, by 21 lengths, if you don't mind. So you go back to his two first-up runs, and if he repeats either of those, I think he wins this race. One of those, he broke the Campbell Grange uh, track record from out in front, and then he went down narrowly in a Group 1 Galaxy where he actually gave the entire field a, a bit of weight. So on his day, he is a... Genuine, uh, Group 1 sprinter, Group 2 sprinter. 11, I am me. Tactics will be interesting in the early stages. Uh, What's her best chance of winning the race? I would have thought leading, uh, but maybe that's up for debate as well. I like what she did last campaign. She did start it in Benchmark 78 Company against her own sex and then ended it. In the Group 1, Oakley and jumped a single-figure odds chance. She's trialled up well. One golden mile is not particularly well placed under the conditions of the race. He has to give them more weight, paying the penalty for his Group 1 win. But I like the way he's trialled and a big watch on him in the yard to see how forward he is. But he did start a $2.20 favourite in the Expressway Stakes. First up, last preparation and 10 Argentia for all the reasons we have mentioned. She could be the knockout. 4-11, 1-10. Darren Flindell
0: in the Missile Stakes. Big parade, number four, to beat one 11 and 8 um, just on Big Parade too Brad in a, a bit more depth he it's been spoken about he's got these spikes in his form where yeah. some of his runs are just lengths and lengths better than anything he, he's ever done um, how does Joe Pride get that consistency out of him I mean I guess it starts with the great grounding he's got having had the four trials and this is important kick uh, off for him isn't it
3: it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Is that the type of horse he's always going to be? Uh, just dynamite on his day and then he can regress because you do look at his past performances and you're 100% spot on. Um, on his day, he's a genuine Group 1 sprinter, but he has got it in his locker to disappoint uh, when he's short in the market. So I'm not sure if there's any rhyme or reason as to when that does to happen, but trusting his pattern in terms of he does tend to fire first up. So if he can yeah. get the cash today, obviously you're going to tread a little bit wary uh, second and third up. But, yeah, I'd be interested to see if he does find that level of consistency because who knows where he finds himself if he does start stringing a few together.
0: Any take there, Duff? I mean, he's he's hard to knock. His overall record's great, 8 from 18. He's a, he's a top horse, but he does have those really big Group 1 figures uh, when he's on song, but he, he can sometimes race below that, Duff
2: it can but he's really i don't think he's ever really disappointed in his past well three preps at least where he's run a real bad race like he when he mm. got to 1300 uh, in the classic league behind eduardo two preps back he was he just didn't run the 1300 out and he was around the mark and and every time Look, he's. I think he's relatively consistent, to tell you the truth, but he, he does have some, like you said, he does have some big figures on the board which he hasn't backed up on occasions, but look, his two runs last prep, even though it's a long time ago, were both on heavy tracks. So, yep. uh, What we've yep. seen in the trials, I think we can treat him, um, you know, he's up to
0: his best. And you and I spoke about Golden Mile this morning in some depth uh, duff, but Brad, he's, he's going to polarise opinion, I feel, a little bit because he was that good three-year-old that won a group one and his form just tapered a little bit last preparation. And I'm sure a lot of people are asking today, um, can he do it as an older horse? Um, is he back to his best off the trials? And it'll be a super interesting yard watch with him today as well
3: yeah Will and i think you've got to remember too that last preparation he had that little setback didn't he between the expressway and the canterbury stakes and despite that he was only beaten what a length by artorias and imperatories so absolutely no denying his quality how wound up is he for today i'm not sure and what are the targets for him i'm not sure on that either um, duff touched on it a little bit earlier is he a sprinter is he a miler or is it pretty much just a, a look and learn preparation for james cummings as well where you kick him off here Uh, and then pretty much everything is on the table to this point. But there's no denying how well he's trialled. I like the fact that he finds James McDonald. We spoke about the weight scale. Mm. Not necessarily being kind to him here, giving away a a, a bit of weight to Big Parade. But you look at the map here, and if these leaders are just paddling that last little bit, he's going to be the stalker, and he's going to be right there on their backs, ready to pounce. So if you have tracked him all the way through, I would have thought around that $7, $8 quote, uh, you're probably getting a fair enough price to find out.
0: Mm, Absolutely, mate. Um, We just digressed from a for a second from the last two races too because i wanted to give this uh, a mention as well on the show today it's pretty important i think uh it was a great media release on thursday from racing new south wales about this uh competition which of course guys is uh for retired racehorses uh that can compete for prize money of up to a million dollars registrations are now open for this uh, you can do that at www equimillion.com.au I think it's a fantastic concept Duff Um, we heard Joe Pride talk about how much racehorses love their stimulation when they're in work uh, and sometimes we're in the paddock they don't get that Uh, this is another stage of their life that they can compete at the high level as a a racehorse and then they've got this option that if they're a suitable horse they can compete for great money for uh, maybe a new ownership group uh, off the track in a a new field it's fantastic (laughs)
2: Yep, that is fantastic. You know, it's um, obviously uh, not a betting product, but that's not that. It's part of the care of the horse, and and people getting involved and having a you know a, a horse that they can um, teach new things and uh, mature horses at that. And I think uh, uh, it's it's been received very well. It was put on the board uh, a while ago, but they've come to fruition and put the calendar up on the board now, and everyone's pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They are some of the the categories that you can compete in are eventing, show jumping, dressage, um, and a million dollars in prize money. So those registrations are open uh, as we speak for the Equamillion competition. I Let's actually
3: thought Luke I actually thought that Duff was maybe feeling out Joe Pride and Eduardo there to take him for a bit. of <laughs> <adventure>. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take Eddie campaign. on.
0: <laughs> Get Duff aboard Eddie uh, <laughs> over the jumps. How yeah, good Duff? Yeah.
2: No, I think. Uh, what, what were the other or we'll dressage?
0: Um, uh, what about eventing
2: <laughs> no 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 no. maybe the dressage
0: <laughs> ok the dressage you go a bit slower and there's no jumps yeah, yeah, for that yeah. isn't there that's right uh, great stuff uh, let's go to race number 9 guys 1800 metres and Hurls, talk us through the market for this one
1: yeah, I'll just go back to race number seven. Brad's asked about uh the any support there for, for Gita Sam. We've just written a bet of two and a half thousand each way at six fifty and a dollar ninety. So um uh, there, yep, there you go. someone out there does like it. It retains that six fifty quote. Well, we go to the Premier's Cup Prelude where this is the best back runner on the card today, Faulkner Park. They launched into it on Wednesday afternoon. It's now a $2.20 chance. We went up as much as three twenty. dollars Now, only minor deduction there for Long Villas. It comes out two cents for win. Polly Gray and Dawn Patrol zilch. Calipore 8 dollars nine. Now back to $8.15 into 12 this morning, military mission. $8 to $7, Bonnie Ezra. Went off as much as $18 for it. Not necessarily off the back of money. 61 Chalkstream, Bold Mac, 8 out to 950, 151 for own fortune, a uh, Kings, an $18 chance. 225, gee, we bought him out at $2 this morning for Fork the Park. You're getting 220 again now, 34 Raging Bull, Max Schnell, 650 to $6 and $23 Purple Sector. But as I said, Fork and Park, uh, they went crash, bang, wallop as soon as the market opened on Wednesday afternoon, and that support has continued.
3: Not a lot of pressure on paper here. Uh, the hard fit Mark Schnell right down the weights is going to make his own luck on top of the speed purple sector. You'd think would come across to keep him company. Military mission, I imagine. Plan A is to be right there, but he takes a while just to really warm to his task and put himself there. But I imagine he settled down. Uh, in the first couple, nice and fresh over the, the uh, what, 1,800 metres. So, yeah, a few here that just like to find their feet, though, Duff.
2: Yep, and uh, he'd be a good thing now. Max I didn't even ask
3: Joe about him this morning, so
2: usually the case. But, uh, look, I'm pretty keen on Bonnie Esra here. I think he's um, he's got a pattern to him where he performs third up. I thought he was uh, the eye-catcher in the in the listed lead up there. Well, his two runs back have been outstanding in, in unsuitable races at the good level. So I think everything looks positive about him today, and I think he can't do anything bar run well. I'm a fan of the military mission, but although he does usually improve with the run under his belt, but the way this stable's going at the moment, with those three trials, he should be ready to go on speed here. Uh, I don't know what to think of Faulkner Park, um, other than he, he's, he's be, he'd be very short odds for a horse just out of benchmark 78 class. So... It's hard to knock winning form. He's been beautifully placed to date. We'll find out more about him today. The market says yes. Carla Paws, the forgotten horse, um, residual Queensland uh, group form and lovely tick over trial
3: after that 70-day break. I like five, five, four, eleven, 11 and three. Yeah, I'm also with him. I think the price has been corrected now, but 5, 13, 11, and 3, 5. Bonnie Ezra, hasn't he been great in his two runs back this time? In? First up in the Civic Stakes, we actually clocked the fastest closing splits of the entire Randwick meeting. Backed that up four weeks later with a fast finishing six in the Winter Challenge over 1,500 metres. So he was a third up winner. Last preparation. Nice sense of timing. Finds James McDonald. He's going to be hard to hold out. 13, Mark Schnell. Catch me if you can. I like this setup. Catching a few of his rivals, at least on a fitness hop here. He's going to be hard to chase down, and all he has to do is hold his form to prove hard to beat. Again, Tyler Schiller sticks. He's got that good form through zoom on. 11, Faulkner Park. In the context of him being 2,400 metres back to 1,800 metres, five weeks between runs, I thought the price... Uh, was very skinny, but if he can continue on his winning ways, who's not to say that a Metrop uh, isn't out of the question? And he's already a, a $15 chance in that particular race. And three, Carlapore, 10 weeks between runs. He's got that residual fitness there from Queensland. Uh, I do like the fact that he does kick off over the 1800 metres and he should get a nice spot there from Barrier One. Five, 13, 11, and three.
0: Let's see what Darren's found uh, in race number nine. He's gone with 11 on top as his top selection. That's Faulkner Park. To beat thirteen, five, and four, um, do we think he could be a a carnival horse? Duff Faulkner Park, or too early to say? Well, I'll tell you this afternoon. Yeah, do you think yeah. this is a key key race to sort of assess where he is?
2: Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. This is a a better level. I'm not saying the race is, you know, loaded with talent, but if he can put paid to this field, uh, a few hard heads here, um, I think they're cooking with gas and. You know, it's up to them whether they want to continue on, but he's had his little freshen now, and maybe he could have another little freshen going into another grand final or two over the spring.
0: Yep, 100%. Uh, so 11, 13, 5 and 4 there for Darren Flindell in race number nine. Brings us to the last today at Rosehill Gardens. We started with the Tab Highway. We finished with the Tab Handicap. It's over 1,500 metres, a benchmark 78. Talk us through the prices here, Hells.
1: Yeah, and Super
0: Friendships, zero
1: deduction, 12 by 11, Powerful Peg, Hollywood Hero, zero, and Kangaroo Court, 16 by 13, and just repeating, it's the favourite for the Forbes Cup tomorrow afternoon, it's currently at 2.20. We've got Kings Hair, it's an $18 chance, $4 space tracker. We've got Osbread Rising Sun at $6.50, $11 for Tajneed. Gracilla Styler is our favourite at $3.10, $26 Night, Barrel and Bandit 18, Festival Dancer 26, $34 Mom Felicity, and Amor Victoria's down the bottom. It's $5. We went up as much as $12 for it, so it's been uh, well supported. But Gracila Styler, punters doing what they do every week and back it. Uh, much to the joys of the boogies because uh, yeah, it's been a while between drinks for uh, Gracilla Styler, but it's the 3.10 favourite and once again the most popular runner.
3: Yep, Gracilla Styler in the get-out, so we know what he'll do. Uh, he'll be out in the second half and hopefully, for his sake, uh, the speed is genuine enough. There doesn't look to be a stack of pressure on paper, I wouldn't suggest. I'm more victorious uh spears forward Knight now third up i imagine there's some early intent there was some early intent there second up but a few kicked up underneath and just uh forced him to get a, a little bit further back than i think they would have liked festival dancer as she gets into her campaign uh she can race closer and closer to the speed and i'd suggest there's a nice spot there for space tracker just in behind those two duff
2: yep i pretty keen geez the price is disintegrated uh, more victorious uh, down the bottom here last race bjorn no weight controlling things up front and rolls along and hopefully to victory here. Um, but, yeah, it's like I say, it's been cut more than in half that price. I think Grisilla Stalaware quite likeable, although there's no wins in 512 days, and uh, he is a little bit cursed, the horse. He, nothing seems to go right for him. Osbred Rising, Sun will be running on at the finish, and Taz Need, obviously, he had a few issues, but does have talent. I don't know where to, I didn't know what to think of Space Tracker here. He... Just seemed a bit uh, at one pace there at uh, Grafton last time, but previous form was progressive. So,
3: But in saying that, I'm keen on the bottom one, 14, 6, 3, and 5. Yeah, I've gone 3, 6, 2, and 14. We'll get nine looks at this track today at Rose Hill to see how it is playing. But if it's no disadvantage to be coming down the middle, maybe Osbred Rising Sun. He's just a little bit too good for his rivals. I'd like to see a market push. I thought Brad Widdop this morning was lukewarm. Uh, Maybe Jason Collett was a a touch more bullish to suggest that he has got the the class potentially uh, to overcome the obstacles, which are obvious in that he is first up here. He's going to be somewhere out the back and 1,500 metres is probably as short as he wants it. But I love the progression that he made last campaign. He went from winning a... A Class 1 there at Newcastle as a $1. thirty-five favourite to next start running third behind Pericles in the Group 2 Autumn Classic. Thereafter, uh, he didn't quite measure up in Rose Hill Guineas and Tullock Stakes, but Brad Woodard did mention that he'd probably come to, come to the end of his campaign. So two trials. Uh, yeah, keen to see what he can do first up. Maybe going towards bigger and better things. Six Grassloss Styler Can find trouble. Surely it's all going to fall into place for him sooner rather than later. Two, Space Tracker. He fits in quite nicely. Coming back in, grade. To a benchmark 78, had his chance, chance here in the South Grafton Cup last start. You have to respect that he did jump a $3.60 elect. And prior to that, placings behind Resonator, Samana and Attractable all read very well in hindsight and a more victorious. Uh, does look ready, does look to get Matt favours. And I can see why Duff's keen. I can see why there's been plenty of market support. Three six two and 14.
0: And for Darren, he's with number 2, Space Tracker, to beat 6, Grayseller, Styler, 5, and 14. 2, six, five, and 14 for Darren Flindell in race number 10. Uh, Ron Duffersey, thanks for your help uh, this morning. What's your best for Rosewood uh, Gardens? Regal POM,
2: race 6, number 5 is my best and other bets on the program at, at odds include the last there are more victorious and Tri-State and Bonnie Ezra are both bets for me as well but uh, Regal POM the best.
0: Beautiful mate. Have a good day. We'll see you on th- Sky Thoroughbred Central throughout the afternoon. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffercy. Brad Gray, what about for yourself?
3: Yeah, two best bets for me. Race five, number nine, Lavero. I think everything's fallen into place for her quite nicely here to make that transition from uh, a good win there at the Provincials. Comes straight to town, 54 kilos on her back. Just has to run out a strong 1,200 metres. But other than that, I think she's mighty hard to beat. And we'll go with Big Parade. I think he's here to make a bit of a statement first up. Four trials, ready to rock and roll. So that's race eight, number four, Big Parade in the Missile Stakes.
0: Not out of the realms, mate. If he finds his best and holds it, he could be in a, an Everest at some stage. The big E. Oh, yeah, I've said 56 it.
3: 56 minutes to mention I've it, but said it, punters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: it is. Why couldn't he? I mean, if he, if he found his absolute best form and he could hold those peak ratings, oh, I think he's good enough to make the field.
3: Absolutely. Yep, I've got no doubt in the world whatsoever. You do find that those Everest, though, they're pretty high pressure, aren't they? Oh, so yes. whether it'd suit a horse like True. him rolling on the on top of the speed, maybe not. But on his day and on class alone... No way Uh, you could say that he wouldn't earn his spot uh, and make his presence felt. Strong showing, mate. First preview back. Uh, You're back. Yep, only down from here. (laughs) See you, mate.
0: (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) There's Brad Gray. Uh, Good to have him with us. Andrew Hurley, any market information before uh, we move on to the Melbourne preview? Yeah, just waiting on that uh, Jockey's Challenge for Sydney to
1: open. That shouldn't be too far away. I can tell you the best back-to-runner on the card is Faulkner Park and in the opener... Uh, the favorite there. What's it into now, Barandana? It's at a dollar eighty five. So if you want to mouldy up those two best backrunners on the card and the uh and dollar eighty five and the two twenty five's a little bit too skinny, uh, you would be looking at a dividend, uh, can tell you of uh, what have we got? Uh two well this uh work for me. What are you looking at? Uh, 185 times two. You're looking around uh, $4, so uh, you might want to play it that way.
0: Beautiful, Hurls. Uh, chat to you in a sec for our Melbourne preview. Stick with us on Sky Sports Radio. If you are watching us on Sky Racing, that's where you leave us this morning. Have a great Saturday. Hope you're back. Uh, plenty of winners. The coverage of uh, Racing HQ Saturday continues via the radio networks, or you can listen to us via the tab app.